Again, we're glad that you have uh, taken your time tonight to spend a little while with us. Um, I always, always look forward to opening the Word of God. Greatest book ever written. Devotional guides are good. And, uh, Christian books are good. But nothing can take the place of the Word of the Living God, the Holy Scriptures, the Bible. I hope that's a part of every day of your life. If it's not, it's time to begin that. You can do it, not tomorrow, but tonight. Spend some time alone with the Lord. Some time before him. You might need to, you might feel that you need to reintroduce yourself, but he knows you. And he is so much concerned for you, for me, for all of us who are the people of the Lord. And not only the people of the Lord, but for those that are so far from the Lord as we are together here tonight. I've had a couple on my heart for several days now and crying out to the Lord for them. I would never give their name, but uh, I believe that God is working on them, working in their lives. And I believe he's working in all of our lives. It's a great opportunity that Pastor Ross has given me to sit with you for a few minutes and talk to you about the message that is really my life's message. It's really my life message. Almost all pastors, at least many pastors, I'll put it that way, have what I would call a life message. It's, it's a message that no matter where they start, no matter where they start, they end up over here. And it's their life message. Mine is so much my life message that when we were pastoring in North Carolina before we came to Florence, I spoke on the subject of knowing the Lord, walking with the Lord, fellowshipping with the Lord. Would you believe 1,350 times 1,350 times is a lot of times. And the reason that I did that is because when I would wait on the Lord and open my heart to the Lord and ask Him to give me something for the people, He would take me to that very same message in a different location in the Scriptures. And so I figured He wanted me to talk about it, and that's what I did. And... I never said to him one time, I never said one time, you've got to give me another message because they're not getting it. Never had to do that once. But he gave me from all over the Bible, all over the Bible, gave me message after message after message on fellowshipping with God, knowing God, walking with God. And uh, the average church, I dare say, would have thrown me in the middle of the street but it just so happened it wasn't an average church and uh, they permitted me to follow the leading of the Lord. 
And wherever I start in the Bible, doesn't matter where it is, if I talk about healing, or if I get on giving, tithing, it doesn't matter where I begin, I'm going to end up talking about fellowshipping with God, walking with God, knowing Him, really, really knowing Him. And I want to start the, the, uh, the talk that I'm giving you tonight by asking you, do you know Him? Do you know Him? Have you met Him? Have you laid your life before Him and admitted that you are a sinner? All of us, all of us had to begin there. All of us had to begin by saying, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm lost. I need a Savior. And there's only one Savior. And that is you, Lord. And I come to you. I want to ask you just to face that question in your own heart over the next few minutes. Do you really know Him? You see, the only way to really know someone, here I go again, the only way to really know someone is to spend time with them. We can't really know someone in any other way than to spend time with that person and of course, in this instance that we're talking about to, to, tonight, um, is our Lord. You can't really know Him. I mean, deeply know Him, unless you give Him time in your life. And it needs to be every single day. There was a man in the Bible that I want to just read just a couple of verses uh, to you about tonight on the same subject. And it's about one of my heroes of the faith. The scripture says, And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years. Three hundred years. And begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch Where am I? And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And God has Moses to give it to us again. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Enoch walked with God. What a, what a wonderful, wonderful man we are shown here in the Scripture. A man who thought enough of God that he walked with the Lord for three centuries, 300 years. Somebody is saying, well, time wasn't then like it is now. Uh, and who told you that? I don't know where you got that, but I don't know of any place in the scripture that it says that. But Enoch, Enoch was a man who walked with God and talked with God. And I noticed some things about Enoch's life from Genesis chapter 5, which is where I just read from. And uh, I want to point them out to you, and maybe you will agree with me. If you don't, we'll still be friends. But Enoch walked with God, and as far as we know from the Scripture, he had no example. As far as we can tell from the Scripture... And if you read in Genesis chapter 5, read that whole chapter. I know you may think it's boring, but it's really not. But 
there is no one that stands out to us as a person that set an example for Enoch in walking with God. And yet Enoch walked with God for 300 years. I don't know about you, but I don't really like to be the run-of-the-mill person. And somebody's probably saying, well, you don't have to worry about that because you sure are not. But I, uh, I like someone who stands out in the, in the pages of the Scripture. And who could be, uh, who could stand out for a more important reason than Enoch? Walking with God for 300 years. Someone is saying, well, they didn't have anything to do back then. I don't know where we got that either because I did a timeline on this. I'm not very good at math, but I, I did equal one out here and I did a timeline on Enoch. And take my word for it. I won't go into long details about it. But Enoch had just as much to do as anyone has to do today. Uh, see, in those days, they lived, Methuselah lived 960-some years. Well, you can imagine that in, that Methuselah had parents and he had grandparents and he had great-grandparents and so on and so on. And you know how you have to help with taking people to the doctor today? They had everything to do that we have to do in life. But they, Enoch took time and put first in his life, in his mind and in his spirit, he put first of all, I am going today to walk with God. I'm going today. I'm going today to spend time with my Lord and with my God. No example. No example at all. And yet, he walked with the Lord. And the second thing that I noticed about Enoch was that after Enoch had walked with God for 300 years, as far as we know from Scripture, he was never able to persuade anyone to follow his example. Now, I don't believe that I'm stretching the truth. You can't show me during his lifetime that there was someone who actually followed the example of Enoch. You know what? I've had people in my life that have influenced me to walk with Jesus. My parents got saved when I was just a little kid. And they began to hunger and thirst after the Lord and began to get into the Bible. They would sit after church on Sunday night around the table with several family members and talk about the Word of God. I've had people who influenced me in my life. Not only my parents, but other people as well, Sunday school teachers. I can remember a lady whose name was Ray Bullock. She had the most gentle, beautiful spirit of maybe anyone that I've known in my life. And it influenced me. And I'm thinking about my pastor when I was a teenager. His name was Vaudy Lambert. I called him a few years ago and I said, Brother Lambert, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate the fact that I could tell when you were preaching, I could tell you love the Bible. Sometimes he would get pretty happy and he'd start bouncing up and down, but kept right on preaching. And he influenced my life to walk with God. 
what a wonderful thing it is to have a pastor that set the example. I could see it. Nobody had to point it out to me, and I was only 14 years old, that this man loved that Bible. And that love for God's Word came across to me from him. And I began to love the Word of God. I don't know if you love his Word, but I want to tell you something. If you will get into the Scriptures and ask him to let His Spirit teach you. It won't be very long. It will be evident that the Word of God is becoming wonderful to you. That you're loving His Word. That you're feeding on His Word. That you're meditating on His Word. Enoch had no example. And as far as we know, he never succeeded in getting someone else to follow his example. But he walked with God anyway. For 300 years. That's a long, 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 long time. Wouldn't you imagine that if Enoch walked with God for 300 years, he knew God very well. I believe that he did. He knew him well. And God knew Enoch well. And they walked along together. And they talked together. And somebody said that one day they were walking together. And God said to Enoch, we're closer to my home than we are to your home. So let's go to my home. Here's it, here it is in the scripture. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God. And he was not. For God took him. God took him. He said, Enoch, it's closer to my home than it is to yours. So come and go with me. What a man of God this man was. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't perfect. I'm sure there were things that he had to deal with in his life. He had asked God to help him with. But when we, when we have a desire to walk with the Lord, he knows it. He knows it. It's good for us to tell him, but we don't have to tell him because he knows when we have a desire to walk with him. He knows it because we take time in every day. We take time in every day to be alone with him a little bit. I read uh, a couple of years ago um, something that I want to pass along to you tonight that I believe will help you. And I know it has helped me. Um, there was a man in the, in the 16th century. His last name was Pascal. And he was uh, a man that knew the Lord. And he said this and it's been written down in, in a book that I read. He said, all of the problems, all of the problems that we have in life, social problems, physical problems, mental problems, financial problems, we could go on and on and on and on for a long, long time uh, talking about problems. But this Mr. Pascal, Brother Pascal said, all of our problems, all of a man's problems come from one simple factor. It is that he does not know how to stay alone early in the morning in his room. Now, I know a little bit about that because 
uh, I'm 74 years old. Uh, there's not much talk about that uh, today. I, I don't mean there's none, but there's not, maybe not enough. But I believe Brother Pascal had hit on a truth that can help us, not condemn us, not make us want to get down in the mully grubs, but can help us. He said, if a man will just take time to be quiet and to stay still for a few moments in every morning, he said, all of these problems, financial, physical, mental, social, domestic, whatever they are, if we will take some time to get before the Lord in quietness and wait upon Him just for a little while. Brother Pascal, a long time ago, said that those problems will be taken care of. All of it will be reconciled. I believe he knew exactly what he was talking about. Brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you. I want to plead with you and encourage you to take some time, first of all. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first. I'm afraid that we, we don't really put the emphasis where the emphasis really ought to go. Seek first the kingdom of God. A number of years ago, in 1987, I was uh, not doing very well. And I was pastor of a church. In fact, I was the pastor here in Florence. And I was struggling every day and every night. I was a person who prayed. I was a person who studied the Word and read the Word and all of that. But I did it, you know, as, as I had time. What, I didn't make time. But I, I did it when I got around to it. And that's what some of you do. You, you do it, but you do it when you get around to it. Well, the Spirit of the Lord challenged me to begin spending some time alone with Him every day, every morning, and do it first thing. At that time, I played tennis, and I would run 30 minutes to the tennis court, play tennis hour and a half, and run back get my shower, get dressed, and get about my day. Well, I knew that I either had to play less tennis or I had to pick up on my Bible reading and my prayer life. And he didn't bawl me out about it, but he just encouraged me to start spending the same time every day, just like an appointment. There's a scripture that says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? And one translation puts it this way, how can two walk together except they have an appointment? The reason Enoch walked with God is because he had an appointment with God every day. And so I began, I began having an appointment with the Lord. I didn't leave it till I got around to it. I didn't do it late at night when I was worn out. didn't feel like it. But I began just spending some moments before the Lord every single day. And as I did that, it became easier. I couldn't tell that anything was happening, but it became easier. As time went on, it became easier. 
And I guess I began to wonder, what good is this doing? I'm not getting, I'm not getting my situation resolved. And for 90 days, nothing happened. For 90 days, nothing happened. And after 90 days had passed, everything in my life changed. Everything. Nothing for 90 days. And then everything changed. It was like I had a different Bible. It was like the Bible was a different book. And it began bringing about in my life such a tremendous experience of walking with the Lord. I cannot, I, I'm out of time and I can't describe it for you. Take my word, my whole life changed dramatically because I did one simple act of obedience to God. I urge you, I urge you, take, say to God, I want an appointment with you. Whatever time works for you. And I know that some people have to work uh, early in the morning, but God will work with us if we'll work with Him. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you in this season and time of refreshing. I want, to, I want it to be real that you will have a life-changing event if you will simply start having an appointment with God. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we come before you so thankful, Lord, that you would deign to walk with us it's understandable that we'd want to walk with you, but Lord, thank you that you want to walk with us. And there are folks out here that have been listening to me for these 20 or 25 minutes. And Lord, some of them know exactly what I'm talking about. They know the emptiness that they feel. I pray that the Holy Spirit would challenge them right now to start having an appointment with you and have it every day. Every day. Every day. Until a breakthrough comes in their lives, Father. In the name of Jesus. Friend, I recommend it to you. You'll thank me. You'll thank me. I love you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening tonight. May the Lord go with you.